oceans. Two oceans will begin. Oceans podcast, where myself, Sue Fire, along with my friend and delightful colleague Scrumpy, discuss film and other media through a decades-long lens of mass media consumption. In this episode, we cover our honorable mentions and disappointments of 2022 as we seal the vault on the year gone. This is the Two Oceans podcast, so build a bounty on your colleague and take aim at the noose as we begin episode 18. Right. That's your thing. Episode 18. Now, I tried to look up um, movies with 18 in the title. <laughs> and uh, wow. the results, the one of the first results that came up was Under 18 <laughs> from 1931, which is a Oh, bit, good. Mm, um, Around the World <laughs> in 18 Days. It's a 1923 18. movie. Mm. And uh, yeah, other stuff that I think doesn't even merit mentioning (laughs) yeah that's a tough one so right we're doing uh the new movies we watched in the movie news and trailers as we usually do before Mm -hmm. getting into the honorable mentions and biggest disappointments and overrated films uh from our list of 2022 yes we are not done with 2022 yet we still have a bone to pick with that (laughs) so uh what'd you watch this week Nothing, movie-wise. Yeah, really? It was all uh, TV stuff, catching up. Oh, what'd you watch? Starting new. Uh, well, we watched the latest season of Jack Ryan, mm-hmm. um, which is, is still fun. Still that, uh, you know, that uh, uh, wonderfully, oddly optimistic Tom Clancy version of the world where, you know, ultimately, the you know, the right people in the right spots will do the right thing. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's the, the we're truly in fantasy world here, aren't we? Well, it's uh, what the CIA publicists like, so uh, oh, yeah, know. it would be nice <laughs> right. if that were all true, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beyond that, we started uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, okay, uh, which is absolutely hilarious. It is, and it is <laughs> packed with obviously with uh, Star Trek references, but they throw in everything as if as if everything is canon. So I've everything is up for a reference and it's very well done. And a lot of the characters, I mean, it, it is short attention span theater. I mean, it is a lot of it. The pace of it is very fast. I mean, they're, you know, half hour, 20 something minute episodes, but uh, the pace is great. Uh, uh, Jack Quaid uh, is uh, <laughs> one of the lead characters after, you know, his turn on the boys as well. And this one, he's just even goofier, uh, but it works. <laughs> he works really well. And I can uh, imagine that. All all the voices work. All the voice actors work really well. So it's a it's a highly uh, uh, easily consumable and fun show. Especially if you, even if you're marginally aware of Star Trek, uh, you'll get a kick out of it. Nice, nice. Have you uh, managed to watch uh, any of the Last of Us yet? Oh yes, yeah. Keeping up on that. Are you on episode two? Oh yes, yeah. 
I think they did something quite clever because the the problem with those post-apocalyptic stories is always the most interesting bit is that bit just before everything goes to shit, you know, <laughs> right. uh, or as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was interesting when they, and I hope they continue this with ep- the episodes upcoming is that they started episode two with how it hit in another part of the world mm-hmm. while also sort yeah. of expanding upon and explaining a little bit more. But yeah, I thought it was really good. Really, 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 really enjoying that one. And and I'm really liking how they, uh, how they just, the one change they made it, that's not the military chasing them as it was in the game so much mm. as it's just the yeah. infected it's, and that's such a better, easier turn to, to manage. And it's like, yeah, because the, the military thing always felt like meh. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm not it. sure. I still think that they they'll, they'll probably have the because as they did. I mean, they will be the, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're they're, they're going to be there. But that yeah, that sort of um, fascist uh, regime that's in place mm-hmm. are going to come after them at some yeah. point. I imagine. Oh yes. Did you see any of the uh, Bad Batch new season yet? Uh, yes, been keeping up to date with that too. Um, yeah, it's 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 I'm curious what the, what they're doing. I like what they're doing with it. How they're just exploring what they are more. Uh, and I'm liking that they're not afraid just to you know it doesn't all have to feed to this one you know saving uh, the one clothing you know Omega or something like that. You know it, it can be yeah. whatever they want. You know this yep. week's a treasure hunt. This week's a monster hunt. This right. week's a, you know I'm like sure why not. Because <laughs> they're still building the character. I mean, they're still fleshing out all the characters together. And I thought the, I thought this week's episode was good. I thought last week's was incredibly good. The one on the about the uh, the lone clone, yeah, uh, about the the one that had stayed loyal to the Empire rather than well, rebelling. He it. he has the most interesting story, oh, doesn't he? By um, far, yeah. And uh, he was also a. Uh, the, a peak point in the finale as well. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want to give that away, but yeah, that, that was, that was good. So looking forward to that. And the, um, the, the sort of sleazy um, woman who, that they work for as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, they seem to be hinting that she's not all that she's cracked up to be as well. So that's interesting. And yeah. It's setting up future, you know, items that are going to push everything forward. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, this week I've watched a few things. Um, so <laughs> I, and some of them are going to come up in my honorable mention list because they're from oh. 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Michael Pierce's uh, Beast. It's actually a 2017 movie and is Jesse Buckley's first feature film. And I, really? I just sort of thought, only 2017? Yeah, that, that <laughs> and, seems and awful soon. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good thriller. Um, mm. uh, and she is absolutely amazing in it, uh, as well mm. as the lead in that with her. Um, also seen uh, Hirokazu Kurita's Broker, and that's great. Just watch that today. I think mm. anyone who's enjoyed uh, uh, Parasite will enjoy it. And the broker of the name is about this sort of uh, black market sort of baby selling that's kind of going on, which sounds really depressing, but it is extremely entertaining. Really, really good. And I've seen Scott Mann's Fall this week about the two women who go climbing up a radio tower that's disused. And it is like a 1970s survival thriller and uh, really effective. Really good. Really enjoyed that. One to call out that I didn't enjoy so much was Roxanne Benjamin's, and the title is so good, 
there's something wrong with the children. Nope. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that that turned into kind of a disappointing uh, horror. I mean, it has some moments, but it takes about an hour to get started. Um, and it, it it's not very focused in that first hour. So it was a little mm-hmm. bit of a mess. And um, I saw Hane Holmes' A Man Called Ove, which is the original film that the new Tom Hanks, uh, A Man Called Otto uh, is based off of. Mm, um, that was okay. I mean, I mean, in a way, it felt a little bit sentimental, even in a foreign language. So I cannot imagine what it's going to be like in, you know, an American version. It's probably going to be too much for me, <laughs> too sweet. Uh, and then I saw Gerard Johnstone's uh, Megan uh, M3 Gan. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> that that had all that buzz. Um, <clears throat> I, I was kind of disappointed, but that's because the trailer kind of showed all the plot turns Overplayed and it, yeah. all, the, all the high points, uh, and there wasn't really that much more uh, in the movie itself. Um, I mean, it was okay, but mm-hmm. you know, there are better better versions of that story out there, like Hatching, which isn't about robots but has the same story otherwise. Oh no! Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I yeah. just watching. I'm like assuming that's what's like. Oh yeah, now it's going to go crazy. Yeah, okay. But with all the subtlety, with all the subtlety of an American versus uh, what was hatching finish. Yeah, it yeah. was finish. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. then you've and, got like Ex Machina as well. If you want yeah, to go to the more true. sort of heavy end of it, but mm-hmm. the robot in it, the Megan robot, <laughs> is fantastic. And and that's the thing is 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 that's what. How does she hold up? Trailer. How does she compare against Small Wonder? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, like you want killer robots? Huh? Yeah, all right, I'll give you one killer girl. Ooh, we, see, we see this is the other thing. It's not really a horror either. Like there's right, zero, zero. There's almost no gore. Like, mm-hmm. There's implied gore, and yeah. uh, the director I don't think was very good at building up suspense either. Like I. I, I because as it all just kind of go normal and then you know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And he just didn't take his time. It just all seemed really, really rushed. Formulaic and it does a bit, yeah. a bit. I mean, in, in it, I mean, it's enjoyable enough, you know, <laughs> cause it's, it's, it's not very long, but didn't quite live up to the hype, you know? Gotcha. Cool. And Oh, movie news. <laughs> movie news. Movie news. Um, a couple of bits that surprised me this week. BFI has their top 250 coming out on Tuesday, as if oh, the Jesus. top 100 wasn't enough. So that'll be quite interesting. Uh, that'll probably actually start filling in all the stuff where people are going like, you didn't mention this movie. Um, so yeah, that'll be quite <laughs> interesting to see. Uh, and always toward the bottom of the list is where you start getting interesting stuff happening, you know? And then Barbarian director Zach Kreger's next film, has uh there's some details have come out about that it's called weapons and oh, yeah. according to the hollywood reporter it's described as quotes an interrelated multi-story horror epic that tonally is in the vein of magnolia i'm sold <laughs> I, i'm there i i'm so there <laughs> okay <laughs> a quiet place day one is in production now and i don't think that, that is I don't think that's a continuation. I think this is going to be with a separate group of people just a whole yeah. under the same scenario. Yeah. Why not? And I suppose we we've got a touch on the Oscars this week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could touch a little bit on it. I don't think we have to go too much in it. 
Yeah, I don't have too many to details. Honest. I just want to highlight a couple things that, that sort mm-hmm. of stood out for me. In the category of Best Animated Short, I don't know if you noticed, My Year of Dicks has been nominated. Oh, yes. Re- <laughs> Riz Ahmed. Our, our, our guy Riz Ahmed got to read that one. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen the footage of it. It's hilarious. I, have, I haven't seen him reading it out. But yeah. Yeah, old 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 Ahmed. I uh, yeah, he's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the Oscar reviewing campaign rules are being reviewed because of this yes. Andrea Riseborough nomination. Now, I've seen the movie that she's in, um, mm-hmm. which I'm going to talk about later because it's actually in my list. Um, okay. And and she is extraordinary. And in fact, if I had a choice, given the the nominations that are there. She would be my choice, very close in terms of, you know, against uh, uh, Tar. But I think, you know, balancing between the two, I think they're both equally powerful performances. But she kind of gets it because she's playing a more sort of working class character. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a bit more, it's got a few more... (sighs) visible layers in the performance. A little more teeth. Yeah. A little more yeah. gravitas. A little more teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, do you have any preferences in terms of how things things panned out? Not not really. You know, uh you know, people say, you know, uh between horror and action not getting their due, which they never do. Mm. Um, you know, so uh like uh, uh the woman king not getting any like Viola Davis didn't get one. I mean just yeah. even the token nomination. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and no, was it no women directors, no black women of any sort nominated for anything? I don't think. Uh, just another, yet another, uh, uh, you know, whitewash, tone deaf mm. thing again. And you know, yeah, the thing kicking up on that, uh, uh, you know, reviewing the rules or whatever. I'm like, I'm like, okay, you have rules. Congrat, yeah, let's pretend. Okay. <laughs> But well, the fact that it's like, oh, she got this grassroots campaign, she got nominated. Yeah, that's how that works. That you is know, how David, it works, right? David Lynch sat down in a, in a median with a billboard cow. of Laura Dern. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the cow. And uh, <laughs> to get Laura Dern nominated uh, for yeah. Inland Empire. You know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, the, that goes on all the time. It's just, you know, what scene when it's like, this is somehow, you know, maybe because it's a woman, it's not supposed to be. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not. It sure just seems. I think I, I don't understand what their what the kerfuffle is. Uh, was like, well, well, that and I think the main thing I saw pop up was that you know they're like, oh well, nobody, uh, uh, you know, very few people have seen the movie. So, or they'll. Uh, I, I think the big thing they've got screeners. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and they're like, like well, I'll, we've not, we've she's not a big name. Yeah, and that should not be. Uh, a part of how they assess it. You know? Pearl clutching. It's yeah. the same. It's the same pearl clutching. Why, why Nope wasn't uh, nominated for anything because it's a con- condemnation of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they actually, they actually understood that. I probably want someone explained it to them, but. Um, or Mia Goth <laughs> not getting a nomination as well for Pearl. Um, yeah, but again, it, I, part of me though is like horror films never do. I mean, like I, I don't know what you're getting upset about. You know, yes, it'd mm-hmm. be cool if it did, but you know, what about uh, you know Tony Collette for Hereditary, or you know, mm, you know, totally. you can just keep going, right? Uh, it, there's yeah. there's so many good performances that were never nominated. I don't think Nicholson was for The Shining, was he? Ah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'd need to look that one up. But, but I, I mean, in I, terms I, of tour de force performances, you know, there's some really good ones and some in some good to even middling good 
horror movies out there uh, over time. You know, Ellen Burstyn yeah. and The Exorcist, uh, you know, uh, or Max von Sydow. You know, and, you know, there's plenty of room in there, and it's just never gotten that because they're just like, oh no, it's not art. It's not a, you know. And again, there's there's not. Uh, for, it always feels for me for the Oscars that you know there's not rules. There's just the you know Mean Girls rules. Yeah, uh, I, sort of. Thing, I just so. looked it up. By the way, the uh, <laughs> The Shining got no Oscar nominations. <laughs> of course it didn't not a one um which yeah outrageous <laughs> so uh, um, again people getting bent out of shape are like oh they're not recognizing horror i'm like they never have they never will except for except for get out i guess they kind of did with get out i they? think we might be a generation away from that because as the fact that superhero movies made it in there i think we're another you know 10 years away before horror is going to get in there but the horror is getting so good now that it's going to be harder and harder to ignore you know um i suppose the only other thing hanging that i've been thinking about off the off the back the the oscars Mm -hmm. is i started to question whether or not the razzies actually have any relevance anymore because i didn't know they were still doing them i know right and and but but (laughs) but they, they, they they keep screwing things up on that and I'm not really happy with the nominations that they have in it because back when it started, it used to be a fight back against this corporate machine yeah. churning mm-hmm. out crap films all the time. Yep. And now, you know, especially sort of seeing them target a film like Blonde, right? Right. Um, which is, you know, a semi-independent movie. I know it's distributed by big studios, but it's something that the director worked on for 10 years. I think it's a great movie. It's not meant to be a biopic. It's a horror. And um, yeah, I it, it just felt a little bit off, you know. Uh, but yeah, they're still doing it. Yeah. And the last bit of news that I've got before we move on is uh, Kurt Wimmer's Children of the Corn remake is getting a release. It's been finished since 2020. I have a feeling it's going to be shit because he also (laughs) was behind the Point Break and Total Recall remakes in the last 10 years. Really knows what he's um, doing. Thank Thank God he still gets work. Yeah, let's give him money. God, for God's sake. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. I think all we're right. going to have to miss the trailers again this week. I don't have anything super compelling in this list. The only one no. that I would point mm-hmm. out is a film called Linoleum with Jim Gaffigan. Um, and uh, that's getting good word of mouth. Looks absolutely nuts. Has a feel of a Philip Kaufman movie mixed with Spike Jones and Michelle Gondry type collaboration kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe with a bit of the Daniels in there. So that looks looks fun. Um but yeah, the rest of the, the rest of the stuff can wait because yeah. they're not being released soon, anyhow. Yeah, this, uh, it looks like I March. S- March looks very busy for new releases of stuff I want to see. Oh yeah, yeah, I know they they, they just they don't they don't uh, spread them out very nicely. <laughs> no, they do. Right. Not. So let's get to the honorable mentions for 2022. How many do you have? Uh, let's see. My magic six. Oh, cool. Okay, good, <laughs> good. I yeah, I I can probably knock it up to six. I'm we're about the same. I'm, I've got four down here. So, if you uh, want to get started, yes. So one came in. It was uh, uh kind of timing wise. I think it's almost a, in order of how I watch them. Uh, going back, starting with the most recent uh, new uh, uh, Christmas horror. 
called Christmas Bloody Christmas, Ooh. which was a nice uh, uh, sort of uh, opposite to Violent Night, which got all the attention, but right. wasn't nearly as good. I mean, I enjoyed Violent Night, but not not like yeah. uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas, which uh, is some exceptionally well-rounded characters. It's a uh, military has these Christmas display Santas in stores, and then they... Uh, realize something's wrong with the programming and they're trying to recall them. But one of course gets loose and proceeds to brutally wade through this small town uh, nice. on Christmas Eve. And I mean, brutally it's, it's well done. <laughs> it's uh, but it's, it's, it's not quite like terrifier level, but mm-hmm. it's close. Oh, good. Uh, in, ter- in terms of gore and violence that I had yeah. after watching uh, Megan and thinking, uh, I was hoping for more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you want a good violent robot movie that's recent? Uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas. It also features uh, the 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 final girl is also the main character, uh, but she also I think holds the record now for the the most amount of swearing by any character in a single movie. Amazing, uh, because she's she runs a she has a record store, so she's just this young gal that just you know, shoots the shit and, you know, <laughs> the mouth don't stop. So nice. Uh, it's, but it's well done. And there's some good turns in it, some nice nods to like uh, Terminator and movies like that too, uh, without being too heavy handed with it. And uh, it's a fairly tight, like I want to say 98 minutes or so. Uh, some good people involved with it. that do a lot of other stuff like uh, comedians that are in there mm-hmm. uh, that I know that I recognized uh, that are involved with it. So, you know, somehow born out of that community or, or attached to it, uh, nice. but in a good way. So yeah, worth checking out. Fantastic. First one I've got on my list is in contrast to that. So um, <laughs> I mentioned last week, all this buzz around Puss in Boots, the last wish and oh. I watched it this week and yeah, it is yeah. pretty surprising how mature the story is. Um, mm. I'd say the the biggest thing about it is nothing in there felt um, lazy or patronizing. Like uh, it 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 was all done so well, and and mm. the you know the themes around it around mortality and family and ego, um, and I mean in. in Put it this way. If I describe this to you as, hey, there's a movie coming out. It's being executive produced by Guillermo del Toro. It's about mortality, family, and ego. It's got Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, Florence Pugh, Olivia Coleman, Samson Ko, and Ray Winstone. And I then <laughs> yeah. told you it was Puss in Boots. Um, but they all all have great performances in this and nice. and the, all these characters you know there's there's a ton of characters in here they're broken into like like three different groups but they're all developed so well i mean mm-hmm. it, don't get me wrong it's still a kids movie but you know there are some adult bits in there like um the the wolf who's played by uh, wagner mora is like a combination of like lee van cleef in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Charles Bronson in Once Upon a Time in the West, and uh, Death from the Seventh Seal. <laughs> and that's in a kid's movie. Um, and it's wow. so good. And it's textbook. It, it, if we, we, we're still doing our sort of horror specials. I'd point out that the way that he's introduced notches the menace up to 11 
in such a great way that mm. that and you don't even want to see him on screen again because <laughs> of the threat that's there. Yeah. Um, it's 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 really good, and they do sort of cross a line in that introduction that I've not seen in any the any any animated movie, uh, oh. certainly not in any CG movies recently. So yeah, it's it's worth checking out that one. Okay. What do you got next? Uh, next, changing gears, going to Korea for a sequel. Uh, we watch both of them. Uh, I think we watch them back to back or night to night. Uh, the Witch Two, the other one, right? Which is a sequel to The Witch. Uh, now I can't remember the name of the first one, but it also has a colon dot dot dot, you know, kind yeah. of thing after it. Uh, uh, the sort of kids gain superpowers or through government program. But the first one was setting up just one character, and now this is the one where it's continued, and there's other kids that are that have it, and they're part right. of the team, and they're all trying to. And the one finds a family that she bonds with, and that sort of thing. So, not necessarily treading anything new, but it was just a nice surprise. It's just because it is insane action, but a neater take on the story, the way they weave in other characters and things, the way you think it's going to go, it kind of does, but then doesn't, and uh, they're clearly just having a ball. I mean, there's a confidence, right? I always like right. that. Uh, and yeah. that, that they just stride through with this, uh, where it never feels, you know, there's a lot of times where films like this, especially action, Asian action movies can feel either cheesy or style over substance or something mm. like that, and that, this this uh, courts that line, but never crosses it. Uh, nice. Same with the first. Same with the first one. Uh, but this one, I think, just did it better. So I'm looking forward to how they do the next, because there's supposed to be at least a third one uh, coming out some point here. So yeah. uh, looking forward to see how they try to handle that, too. The first one's on my list from our discussions at Halloween. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm going to need to catch up with those. It Both sort of, of makes me, the way you're describing it, reminds me a little bit of the feeling I had with uh, One Cut of the Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Japanese... Um, zombie movie sort of meta zombie movie um yeah cool. right right uh okay now uh we're gonna go donkeys now so um the other this is another movie i've seen uh recently is uh Z- jersey Sklomowski's eo which is up for, oh. I believe, an Oscar nomination as well. Okay, actual donkeys, not films that are donkeys. I got actual it. donkeys. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the film donkeys later. <laughs> You're right. Um, Light of the uh, donkey from uh, Banshees. Yeah. Of uh, yeah. Sharon. There's yeah. Eo. It could be the same donkey. We don't know. <laughs> we don't um, know. But uh, I mean, it's inspired by Robert Bresson's uh, Oazard Balthazar, which is a film that. I enjoyed technically, but didn't really quite enjoy watching. Whereas this, I enjoyed all the way through. Um, It's just great cinematic storytelling. And I always go back to, um, you know, like the the Samurai Jack and, you know, know, that sort of thing and primal uh, kind of storytelling. A lot of it is like that because you've got an animal and you obviously can't speak. And it is is it just offers such an interesting look at the world through this donkey's eyes as the donkey kind of passes through these different groups of people. So it's almost like an anthology as, as he's passing through uh, all these different stories that he ends up getting tangled up in, but it's done so well. And, and, and the cinematography is great. I mean, the whole film just looks gorgeous. 
if I had seen this before we started doing our lists, it I, I think I would have put it in the silver tier. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, yeah, no, terrific, terrific little movie. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. It it's 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 weird. It kind of has an optimism to it, and then it kind of doesn't. And <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I found it really easy to read as well. Like I, the symbolism and the stuff that's going on, and there's all this stuff going on with like colors and and it is a road movie, by the way, as well. Oh, of sorts. Excellent. So, and I love road movies. Indeed. Cool. So, Jersey Slaminski's EO. EO, not Captain EO, just EO. Not, not, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of humor, then, yeah. next one, and I'd kind of forgot about it, but I saw it pop up on another list. I was like, you know, I really did enjoy it far more than I thought I would. What's, uh, again, so an honorable mention for 2022, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. I, I You know what? Yeah, that, that was one I was going to add to this list as well. Nice. <laughs> I I was when they discover what right privilege uh, you just the, the movie the setup was perfect of having them frozen or basically time traveled from you know twenty five years ago to now and yeah. see what happens you know so <laughs> you don't have to hold them accountable they're still useless pieces of garbage but they're better useless pieces of garbage than others. <laughs> And the fact that well, they go into the class and it's Tignataro's the one, the professor, voicing the professor, <laughs> explaining this to him, was just, I mean, that's a masterstroke. That was, there was so much in there where they're like, woohoo, we've got white privilege out of my way as soon as they know they're happy about it, <laughs> which makes sense, right? It just, all of it made sense. Nothing was, and it was just as, you know, it, it wasn't tired. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, remember when they made this joke or that joke or something like that. Yeah. It was a, there was a freshness to it that way by just grabbing that lens, but it didn't feel like, Oh, remember how this was funny and now we can't laugh about it. It's like, no, these people are still idiots, but this is how they're idiots now. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it didn't let anybody off the hook, uh, either, uh, and just had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It was f- again, far better than I'm like, they're doing a Beavis and Butthead movie. I'm like, Oh no, it's actually pretty good. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's well worth watching. It's entertaining as hell. I, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I I wish Mike Judge would make more movies though, because as as they're always, you know, they might not always sort of knock it out of the park, but they're always mm-hmm. uh, worth worth seeing. Um, and I mm-hmm. also like the uh, uh, the alternate universe Beavis and Butthead that they oh, meet man. when they first land. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the energy beings or whatever they are that can't get anything right. Yeah. Oh, look at the number. <laughs> Not that yeah. number. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. The next one I've got is uh, a little bit of an oddball, and it is uh, it completely surprised me. And it's a movie called All the Old Knives. Oh yeah. And um, it's based on a novel of the same name. And it is by a uh, Norwegian director, and from what I can tell, it's mostly or Norwegian crew. And it pretty much takes entirely, uh, takes place entirely in flashback with Chris Pine as mm-hmm. this ex CIA, uh, person, uh, meeting with Thandi Newton, who's another ex CIA person, uh, several years after this botched CIA operation to rescue these passengers in a terrorist, uh, uh hijacking of an airplane. And it is, um, really good 
at 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 twisting its way through and keeping you guessing and the tone has has that scandinavian feel to it as well um because they meet in this restaurant and there's like like, there's virtually no one in this restaurant by the seaside and you know it's filmed very beautifully um but then they keep having these flashbacks to to various places and you start getting pieces of the story but you don't know what you can trust in terms of Mm. who's telling the story Mm. and Mm. i've heard this uh, or you'll just get pieces of it and then it's not until later in the movie that you kind of see the gaps between that kind of reframe all those bits mm-hmm. um but yeah i was really surprised because I, I i mean on the whole chris pine aside from like the work that he's done in star trek like he's a perfect captain kirk in my mind you know mm-hmm. uh yes. kind of annoying um but he does right. really well here. yeah excellent uh all right one uh next one one we uh talked about a little bit uh recently already it was the unbearable weight of massive talent it didn't quite hit my bronze levels just probably where yeah. it would have would have set but uh just to, to call that one out again as being uh just like don't don't miss that one don't overlook that one especially you know everything around pedro pascal lately uh oh he yeah he's, he makes he's, the movie he's uh, well, well he, he makes, makes the movie, he and I think that re- I think the relationship with with um, uh, Nicholas Cage, those yeah. two have a chemistry. <laughs> That's really surprising. Yeah. Well, and it's like seemingly Pedro Pascal can have chemistry with anybody. Like everything I've seen him in, he just true. He just he just hits it right. I, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, have you? Uh, but ever, we, we'd already talked about that. So. Oscar oh, Isaacs, uh, Pedro Pascal, and Oscar Isaac being interviewed mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. hilarious. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I could watch hours of that. <laughs> Just <Right>. idiots. <laughs> I think uh, that there, there's one clip where um, uh, Oscar Isaacs is asking him, you know, you said I look like a Muppet. Which one? And he's like the grumpy eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one more left in your list? I have two. You have two more. Okay. Uh, the next one I've got is uh, Cleo Barnard's Ali and Ava. Uh, it's a British movie. It's kind of a social realist romance. And it is about, uh, it's kind of an odd couple romance story about two people who are in transition, completely live in different worlds, socially, musically, racially, financially, but they each kind of have something the other needs. And it's just a really nice sort of low-key story that, that uh, you know, I think, I think one of the problems that you get with a lot of movies is they tend to overlook the, the sort of working class or the poorer elements and just think that these people must, you know, they're poor, they've got to be miserable, and their lives aren't easy. But this mm-hmm. has a kind of optimism to it. Okay. It, it it's that cynicism that you get in social realist dramas, where you find out that the director comes from a rich family and felt uh-huh. like that they needed to do something about the poor, um, you know, probably <laughs> out of guilt. Um, but this this felt really really authentic. And and the the guy that plays Ali is um i don't know if you remember uh four lions he was Mm -hmm. uh one of the terrorists uh i think he gets gets blown up by a a crow or something um (laughs) but yeah he's fantastic in it and uh, i recognize the actress in it who plays ava claire rushbrook um but she's always like a a secondary parts in movies so it's Mm -hmm. kind of cool to see these two 
like get a central role and they they held they held their own really well nice excellent cool uh let's see next honorable mention uh again it just fell off the bronze and we talked about this during our halloween uh discussion but it was uh she yep. will Ooh, uh, yeah that's a good I one really just enjoyed that just uh top to bottom it's just a very well done sets mood uh sets expectations but then uh inverts them has some great effects doesn't mm. overdo a thing but yep. delivers uh builds the again, atmosphere we, doesn't it oh man Scotland's never seemed quite as creepy. Uh, you know, I had a weird reaction. I wanted to move there straight away. I just thought that looks great. <laughs> that looks great. <laughs> home. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just wanted to keep that one up. Hmm. Visibility on that one. Deservedly so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I've run out of items on my list, but I do have things that I've noted down. I'll just mention them really quickly. Um, sure. So Brian and Charles, which I mentioned before, it's about the guy that lives on his own in the middle of nowhere in Wales. Oh, dear yeah, small yeah. village. And he builds, builds a robot. Builds a Charles, robot. <laughs> Charles Petrescu. Um, and, and that is just a nice sort of feel good without being, too sugary kind of movie and another movie i saw was called funny pages and it's about comic writers it it's kind of a funny one it's one of those ones it's kind of hard to recommend to people because it is really uncomfortable you know like the uh, charles like recommending a charles crumb comic right people are going to look at you weird this kind of has that kind of feeling to it as well um and Finally, just another shout out to a bunch of amateurs, which I mentioned uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the year, the documentary about the uh, independent uh, filmmakers uh, here in Yorkshire um, and uh, the Woman King as well. Mm, excellent. Um, because I, I missed we'll it go. off my other list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. No, that's fair. Uh, no, my last one was uh, one I enjoyed far more than I thought I would uh, was uh, the Batman. Uh, I didn't have it on the best of list because I don't think it hit there. Yeah. Uh, but overall, like from the get go, well, a couple things that just hooked me. One, I thought the on screen Batman was probably my favorite on screen mm-hmm. Batman yeah. I've ever had. I agree. I thought I, Pattinson I completely agree. nailed it. Totally. Because he also he changes. And it's not a change of like, oh, I'm going to show you the Batcave. I'm going to fall in love. He recognizes his role. Yeah, uh, much much clearer than even Christian Bale did uh, in agree. like Dark Knight uh, or something like that. Yeah, and you know I like, of course, Christian Bale's great, and those movies are good. But this one just for me, it seemed a lot more, you know, like you were just saying about a lot more uh, urban, uh, a yeah. lot less, you know, a lot less Bruce Wayne than Batman, which is the way you do it. His right. introduction alone, when he is like, "I am vengeance," and you believe it when he's beating the shit out of somebody with almost glee. I'm like, yeah. that's my Batman. That's the yeah. one I've been wanting to see. He's out forever. of his mind. <laughs> he's he's out of his mind. He's not a tortured soul. It's but he clear doesn't to kill. him what needs to happen. But he still he doesn't, doesn't kill. But yeah. he, <laughs> but yeah. you know, they're just like, but come on, dude. You're like putting this guy in the hospital. He's never gonna walk right again for the rest of his life. You know. Uh, but it's like, but I didn't kill him. You know, it's like, dude, you're nuts. And and Paul Dano. <laughs> oh, totally. I point as, out the his, villains his in that, I think, are the and, best yeah. non-caricature versions of those villains that we've seen yeah. for the Penguin even, and the and, Riddler. And, yeah. And, and even, I, I uh, love DeVito's. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. 
I still am Burgess Meredith, but and Caesar yeah. Romero's, but you know that's what I grew up on. Um, <laughs> but even even in just the slightest scene, and then in the deleted scene, Barry Keough uh, Joker yeah. is f- just. I mean, again, he does the same. Th- he does the same thing in Banshees, right? He has like this tiny, like what does he have? Twelve lines or something, and yeah. you remember that character. That's the character that stays with you. You know, it's just, he just delivers. And I will give a shout out for the character, introducing it as the character it deserves of the Batmobile, where it is, a, it is like, oh, it's basically completely. Christine. Yeah. Uh, when it comes on the screen <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, I want more. I want a movie ju- basically like Mad Max meets Batman, where it's just him in the Batmobile <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> blowing yeah. shit up and chasing things and, and doing that. I'm like, I would watch that. I would watch the hell out of that. You can hear him rev the engine of the Batmobile. How exactly. good is that? You know, well, it, it, it wasn't it just was, a tank. Uh-huh. There was, yeah, it wasn't just a tank. It was clear uh, uh, between that and his the Batcave. Uh, you know, again, always things like, who built the Batcave and is keeping their mouth shut? Or did he do like the old crazy king thing and, you know, execute all the designers and workers <laughs> after it was made so no one would know the secrets? Yeah, or, it's or like okay, basically on. do what the Joker did, the robbery at the beginning uh-huh. of the Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Come on, Robin. To the Batcave. We haven't one moment to lose. <laughs> Yay. So that's, yeah, that's on my honorable mentions. That one rounds it out because I just, uh, I, I, I really, uh, I did not see that coming, nor, uh, I mean, I've liked Pattinson and stuff I've seen him yeah. in, everything I've seen him in, but I've never watched the Twilight movies and I never will. Um well, I take that back. I watched the abbreviated Riff Tracks version, which was probably the best way to do it. You telling me about that was about, you know, sated my uh, <laughs> Right, there you go. <laughs> uh, but I thought he was great at it. But yeah, again, more more Batman than Bruce Wayne, more social awareness, responsibility. Again, I thought it was mm. just very clever, smart, well done. And the Batmobile gave me a hard on. So there I, you go. I, I think the only criticism that I have of the movie is uh, the last act felt a little bit rushed to me it did yeah for being a movie as long as it was that felt rushed. yeah yeah mm-hmm. but, but it didn't feel like a really long movie to me i i, no. I would have been happy to to see more um i just would have liked uh you know and I th- again catwoman was fantastic as well but they could have there's stuff there they could have i think pared down yeah yeah but that, that'll be a continuing character so exactly i think that that can be rectified cool. all right time for anger okay. speaking of vengeance yes here we come bringer of war and destruction Right. Okay. I, I'm raring to go on this one. Um, well, I don't have a, have, have a huge, huge number here. Um, I have five. some are kind of borderline. Yeah. Okay. The first one I've got is Steven Soderbergh's Kimmy. Good Lord. I mean, this, this, <laughs> this, that piece of shit has, has been on like top lists for 2022. Yeah. I've seen that. I haven't seen it, but I've seen it, it show up. It, there. It's like made for T like, like a, like a good made-for-TV movie, but it, it's so incredibly dumb, like really dumb. And in fact, I, I, it's it's got Zoe Kravitz in the lead. She's very good, right? But it's so exploitative of her, right? She, 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 she. It's it starts as a rear window type situation. She's agoraphobic, so she can't go outside. She discovers something that that the you know the company she's working for is doing some oh, some nasty right, right. shit, yeah. and um, it it's filmed flat, 
It is predictable. Um, it's got some good, a couple of good action scenes in it, but on the whole, it's really disposable. Like, I, I, yeah, you'll probably be entertained for the duration it's on if you can ignore some of the really bad performances in it. But it, you know, for no reason, she has to just take off her clothes at one point, and 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 I know it's not her fault, and I know she's in her twenties. But but she's a tiny wee thing, and she looks mm-hmm. like a child, and it feels weird, it feels it, especially because it, it it served no purpose in the story, mm-hmm. really. Uh, um, but the whole thing is so contrived, and and if you hate those scenes where they have technology and they go tap tap tap, I'm in kind of thing, yeah. and and you get this fake search engine on the screen. Well, there's loads of that. Uh, like, 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 you can tell that Steven Soderbergh knows nothing about technology. It, fe- it feels like it's from the 90s uh-huh. uh, and really out of date. And I I mean, in, I didn't know he did it. And when it came to the end and said <laughs> a Steven Soderbergh film, I was just like, what? Oh, he uh, gosh, he well, unretired for this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, apparently he hasn't. And I looked at the other yeah. films he's made in the recent years and they've, they, they don't look good. Um, no. and, and by the way, the script is by David Coop, who oh. has never done no. anything right. And no. why they keep putting him on things is, yeah. is, is beyond me. I mean, in, in kingdom, the crystal skull is, is, is his responsibility really. <laughs> But oh my god, it, it's it's yeah, it it's it's painful. I mean, it's it's painful enough. And the reason I bring it up, it's not the worst movie I've seen all year, but it's it's one of those movies that actually got kudos from some people. Uh-huh. And it's like, what are you thinking? Why? <laughs> Which let's, is kind of uh, the theme of this list I've got. Right. Let's say uh, continue that trend and to keep your anger level at peak uh, uh, <laughs> peak height. Yeah, go I'm gonna on. call out Robert Eggers, the Northman. Yes. Yep. That was the next one I've got on my list. My God. <laughs> I was again, and I put it as disappointment. Uh, I don't think it was really overrated. I saw it pop up on a couple things, but it was like the Roddy T's where the, you know, the reviews can kind of throw it off. Yeah. Uh, rather than actually being positively reviewed because it was just such a wasted opportunity. Uh, it looked pretty. You know, there was some good stuff in it, but overall it was like, why? I, at the end, I was like, why? Why it, did why did you do that? It didn't. Why hold did you do it like for that? Me at all? Um, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> we. I mean, we well, we've torn into it earlier, but <laughs> yeah, we did. The anger's still I mean, there. <laughs> I mean, the the witch had a budget of four million. Lighthouse had a budget of eleven million. So the the two two of his previous movies are fifteen million altogether. This cost between like like ninety million, and somehow. Yes, yeah, somehow, and you know it's wasted because as he had all these like location shoots and actor, mm-hmm. like like a whole cascade of actors were brought in, and that was the other problem I had with it is is it just his earlier movies felt really authentic. This mm-hmm. immediately didn't feel authentic because it was all in English and various Australian, American, British, yeah. Scottish accents, uh, Icelandic, um, and yeah, it just felt. I, I felt like Gendy Tartakovsky could have made that story into something cool in about 20 minutes. Well, he did in a lone episode of Primal right. season. <laughs> yeah. One episode. And he did. Uh, 
and his so. next movie is uh, Nosferatu. Yeah, which, okay. <laughs> I, I just wish you would go back to the uh, American setting and specifically like uh, yeah. American folklore because yeah, exactly. I, I, I think in, West, that, that's something. a real strength. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let the people in those countries do their thing. You yeah. know, you do what you Leave know. Leave them alone. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. What do you got next? Um, okay. Th- this one really, 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 really bothers me because uh, even even more so this has been getting a lot of attention. It's got some uh, nominations uh, for the Oscars as well. And that's uh, Ruben Ostlund's Triangle of oh, Sadness. Sadness. That's next one on my list. Oh, completely half-baked with no surprises, with, no continuity. Ham- hammer fists. Oh, Damn, raining blows down on you. This is what this is about. This is satire. After what I thought was actually a really promising open, that first bit. Oh yeah, uh, you know I the agree. opening you know, scene and then the opening the, the, the scene is and and amazing the, the, and the whole thing with the two characters about the about the pick who picks up the check and the where that goes and I'm like that's you know that was really well done and they're like yeah. okay and then it just starts to slowly unravel it starts to get basically they start to lose control which I guess is kind of the point in a way but it's also I, what I well, really think about yeah. what I really think about this movie is that it's the emperor's new clothes. No one wants to admit that they don't get it or that it's not good. So, so everyone says, "Oh no, it's great!" It's this, you know, they right. already announced the Criterion right. edition coming that out must in be April. Why. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like, oh yeah, like nobody's, you know, yeah, 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 it must be good, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. Oh yeah, it's such a searing indictment. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, it is an indictment. Absolutely, that's at its core. You know, it does manage to accomplish that. But uh, again, sticking the landing. <laughs> They do not, this movie is a prime example of how a a theme movie can blow getting the message, getting the point across at the end, because this one does. This uh, this is a perfect example of why um, horror needs to be involved in the Oscars, because the menu did the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. And, And do we need a movie to tell us, oh, do you know what? Rich people... Are kind of shit. It's like rich, you don't rich really need to tell me that. Rich people are garbage. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, really? And and people's base instincts when they try to survive will suck. Yeah. 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 We yeah. we know. Thanks. And it, it's not even done in a compelling way. It's just it, it, no. I just found it really poor storytelling, and I completely agree that for those first ten minutes are done to perfection the camera angles the editing yeah. the acting all really good it looked like it was going to go somewhere unexpected and then you have this uh entire middle bit where again in the trailer you've seen all the highlights <laughs> right. like, like like every line all the best lines for woody harrelson are mm-hmm. in the fucking trailer right yeah and 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 you kind of excited in the trailer thinking oh i want to see more of that character well tough shit you're not you're gone. You've seen it. <laughs> nope. <all>. It's um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Really, re- I've not seen a movie fall apart quite so badly so early. And uh, yeah, it was half baked. It, it it just felt like I, that just needed more time to develop. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It just didn't feel real or or anything. Exactly. Um. 
what do you what do you have next? Uh, next, I have it was uh, it made a big splash on Shutter when it landed. I watched it and thought it was fucking terrible. Was Speak No Evil? Ooh, okay, right. I'm glad you gave me a warning on that because I've actually got it in my like to view list um, because mm. I saw it on like 2022 recommended lists as well. Oh yeah, it got all this like oh isn't this great? I'm like no, no it's not. And let me tell you why. Again, <laughs> also does not stick the landing to some massive plot holes just to fit into what they think is the, the clever, that Michael stupid, hanky, funny games, <laughs> bullshit ending mm-hmm. that just still makes I'm, my, my, I, I'm making fists right now. I, I'm yeah. st- it's still yep. at the mention of that stupid fucking movie. Yep. Uh, Cause yeah, there was, was so much of it that. so well done. And then just like, no, you can't no. And then wink at the camera. I'm going to, if I ever meet that actor, I'm going to punch him in that eye. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God. <laughs> Uh, both of just them, for the that one alone. in the remake and the original. <laughs> right, right. You both get it. You both got it coming out there. You hear me? Coming for you, Murtaugh. Um, but uh, this one was very similar, uh, a preposterous story idea that makes zero sense when they finally do the big reveal. You think like, I mean, there's kind of some hints dropping early on. You're like, okay, maybe they're going here. And then like, okay, they go here and this is how they're going to do it. Um, but then it's like, no, that doesn't, that wouldn't, no, that doesn't work. And they're like, right. oh, yes, it does. No, no, it doesn't. Think, Just think for one minute. <laughs> Let's just sit down here and let me walk you through this and why this doesn't work. Uh, they're yeah. like, no, no, it does. You know, they just bought into their own shitty premise and doubled down on it. Mm. And it's just, it's dumb. It's, it's a dumb horror movie. Uh, it's not well done. It's not uh, exciting or entertaining or elevating or, you know, in a year where there were so many good horror movies, this one is an example of people getting carried away with a premise, I think, that they think is clever when it's really, really not. Right. Or or, or they, they get an idea in their head. And, and like I said, they, they, they don't half spend baked. the time to polish it. Yeah, yeah half-baked. I mean, in, in, in going back to <laughs> uh, Puss in Boots again, again, I you can tell, like, it, it, the editing in that movie is amazing. That they, they really put a lot of thought into it nice. uh, in terms of what's in there, the dialogue, how the story develops. And it shows. You know, a lot of people won't mm-hmm. notice it, but you know, the overall effect is, uh, is pretty awesome. Um, right. Uh, the next one I've got again, this one probably even has even more kudos than the others. And I don't think it's a terrible movie. I just think it's incredibly average for the attention that it's getting. Uh, and that is Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. Um, so that's up for Best Picture, Director, and Screenplay. By the way, Triangle Sadness, Best Picture, Director, and Screenplay as well. <sighs> Bullshit. Um, Bullshit. I'm, I'm less upset about The Fablemans uh, getting the nomination. I don't think it should have a chance of winning, given the other nominations on there. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Romney at Sight and Sound described it as disappointingly schematic, and I think that is exactly it. It feels very on the rails and contrived, and it, it's it's not even a true story because um, Steven Spielberg right. said he based it on his life, and uh, I forget the guy that wrote it with him, um, but then he started fictionalizing the whole thing, and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know the, the cleanliness of stuff 
in, in, in Spielberg's movies where, and I talked about this before, so I won't go over mm-hmm. it too much, mm-hmm. but at, at just seeing it get all the nominations it has for the Oscars just pains me. Um, but I, the, the interesting thing though, is that it tends to be American critics that have been more positive than elsewhere. But yeah, there you go. Even though it does and won't spoil it, have an amazing final scene. Um, nice. Yeah. What else you got? In terms of uh, not really disappointment, just overrated, I thought, was mm-hmm. Terrifier 2. Right. You know what? I never got around to seeing that. So I watched Terrifier for the first time this Halloween. Which is great. And yeah. Which, which yeah, I enjoyed. The, the first yeah. one is great. There's, you know, we talked about that one before. But Terrifier 2, I mean, it's good. I, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. You know, say it's bad because it's not. Yeah. It's worth watching, but it, you know, it's two and a half hours long, right. which for a slasher thing is just no, 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 <laughs> no. There's yeah. huge segments you could pull out now. Uh, what they do with the the main the final girl character in this one and how it's developed and all that is great, but there's stuff in there where it's just like, oh well, now we have time and money. Or now we have the money. Let's keep all this in. Let's keep all these effect shots in. Let's do all the stuff we did, uh, yeah. you know, in, in the uh, in the original that this uh, the character was uh, the art the clown was based on that they did, um, mm. which is a garbage, uh, low budget. Uh, mm. The first one in it's uh, whatever. Now I see no evil. No, yeah, something like that. Um, anyway, Speak to uh, but this one, yeah, may, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, no, this one, again, it was mostly, you know, everything else, how, how awesome it was. I'm like, you know, the thrills and everything else about it and what made it, I mean, there's a cool introduction of another, uh, another character on the, mm-hmm. uh, on the, on the slasher side. That's really good, but not fully developed. And then it just kind of starts dragging in, kind of pops up when it needs to. And it's, it's a bit deus ex machina of, of coming in and out. And it's really kind of annoying. Uh, I mean, you reminded me of why I didn't watch it. It's basically because of the runtime and the fact that you could almost watch X and Pearl in the time that you watch that one movie. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, I mean, and it's a, yeah, it's a, it becomes a slog. It's like, dude, you could mm. tighten this down. It's still good. I mean, you could still use yeah. those other bits. Just save them for some other movie or something. You're going to get another chance. Uh, you know. <laughs> so that one's, yeah, that one hit the hit the list there. Do you, do you have anything else on your list? Uh, the only other one, and I, I kind of hesitated to put it on it because I put it on with a question mm-hmm. mark uh, in terms of disappointment, but I wasn't really disappointed, but I don't know if I'm talking myself into it or not, was Halloween Ends, the third okay. Halloween mm-hmm. movie of the new uh, the new trilogy. They take it in a direction didn't see coming. I thought it worked. Obviously, a lot of uh, other horror fans would very much disagree. But I, I, but I thought it worked uh, more, not that it was the best idea, the best way to handle it or anything like that, but the fact that they dared to try it, to try something and say, Hey, let's, let's do, you know, uh, like good on them for at least giving that a shot. Does it work all the time? No, but does it work overall? Yeah. And again, you should reward that kind of, uh, adventurism, creativity, especially with an established property. Same thing they're doing over with scream, uh, now. Uh, I would argue. Uh, That's one of the trailers that, that we yes. didn't discuss, but yes. yeah, that looks, that looks pretty promising. Also, also looks promising as well, but it's the same sort of thing, right? You're taking like, well, it's like, well, they're changing stuff. It's like, well, it's not. <laughs> it, 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 we, so, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, 
it's not a cookie cutter, you know. No, <laughs> and again, uh, you know, as you uh, go back to the the comic book argument, where you know you could have, you know, you have four different uh, Spider Man, right, uh, uh, yeah. all at the same time. And it's not different universes. It's not whatever. It's just no. This one does this. This one does this way because they're in this title and there's one in this title. You know, you can have that. There were different Batman's. There were different. You know, what they could if? all exist exactly, uh, <laughs> but they could all exist simultaneously in in you know in your head as a consumer of yep. the lore because it's just oh this is one more author's take on this character on this idea on the you know and you know ultimately that's what. Halloween was supposed to have been originally anyway, not Michael Myers, mm. but this broader sort of thing. Yeah. And so they, they do that a bit. And I, th- I think again, sticking the landing, I think they do. I think it is very well thought out. I mean, it's not perfect. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff I would have done differently, but, or would have liked to have seen differently. But at the end I felt satisfied, but at the same way, it was just kind of like, a, uh, you know, and maybe the overrated is more of a over-criticized uh, yeah. call out for it. Just kind of stick up for it a little bit. It's like, Hey, at least they're trying something new. Well, you yeah, know, I'd rather that th- we've said this before. And, it's better yeah. when they risk something and they exactly. don't quite hit it, uh, rather than just repeating the same old reach exceeding again. the grasp that, which is sometimes pretty okay. Cool. <laughs> and we're reaching cool. the end of the hour. That time end that of the hour. Wow. really nicely. so next week is going to be uh black history month i will um i've got a few ideas around the outline which i'll send over to you and we can uh just agree on those uh i think next week we'll be kind of hitting the sort of what makes black cinema and uh maybe go through some of our own experiences so we've got uh we can kind of revisit films that we've already seen and grew up with yeah yeah i think that'd be good I like the music playout. <laughs> Goodbye, 2022. Goodbye, 2022. We're done kicking you and stroking you. <laughs> you dig. Two oceans.